Welcome back to Donald Mitchell versus everybody. We're Christian Daniel Griffin this week hanging out with us. How's everybody doing today? Everybody good? Christian? Yeah. yeah, yeah that didn't sound good. Come on, Chris. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm dealing with not feeling too well, but I'm happy to be here. Oh, are we with yeah. a child here? Or what's going on? Are we going to give birth to another? No. Does Sarah have a brother or sister? No, away? I'm too old to have another you know, kid. Oh, style, you're never too old. No. I saw a woman who was 50-something years old who gave birth. No, I'm not. No, no. I've, I, I need to enjoy my life and travel and do all that stuff when I can. <laughs> Because my daughter, really, even though she's 22, it, you know, I still do a lot for her. So you have Ebola then? Ebola? Yeah, is that even still around? Yeah, it's still around. Oh, yeah, no. no. Monkeypox? What do no. you got? No, I don't know what I have. Food poisoning? I don't think it's Separation that. anxiety separation, from your cats? Yes, that's exactly. I have separation anxiety for my cats. <laughs> I hope you feel better. Thank I'm you. sorry. Are those new glasses you got here? I know you've the, I, You know what? The, the perks of getting older really sucks. Working on computers, I have to use these glasses. Have you tried the contacts at all? No, because I don't. The doctor said you don't need contacts. You just need to be able to read small print. So that's it. I don't need contacts. I, I you know, because I take them off. I can drive. I have great vision. It's just looking at the computer. I can't. It gets a little blurry. Sometimes. I think the fact that you're wearing glasses says you don't have great vision. I do have great vision, but when you get older, you need to be able to read. You know, the little fine print. And I can't. Was you nearsighted or farsighted? Or you just can't... I just can't read the fine print no. because of the computers. And because no. of being in a dark room with computers for many years. Yeah, that's Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, I love the light when it's low. I got all these freaking blinding lights because we're streaming on uh, YouTube right now, which uh, we're going to be opening it up to Facebook and Instagram soon. Um, 1580KBLA if you uh, want to catch the stream uh, online. Daniel, how are you doing today? Man, I'm blessed and thankful to be here. You look like you just came off the uh, the golf course there. You got the hat and the, the sweater and yeah, everything. He's got the polo. He's got Ralph Lauren. Yeah. You know what, man? I'm a big fan of Cooley High. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nostalgic guy, and I love Lawrence Jacobs, and I feel like Boom Boom Washington today. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I love it. Uh, a lot of stuff going on today. We're going to get to a lot of stuff that we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday. Like a woman says, she when she's in a relationship, she doesn't believe in spending her money on her. Uh, doesn't believe in spending her money on her and that if she has a man, she's using his money or our yeah. money. A lot of him. women are like that. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get to that. We're also going to get to Passport Bros, which seems to be trending online. Men getting their passports yeah. and going to places like the DR or Brazil looking for girlfriends uh, because black women, and I feel this is a, coming from a place that I've heard. I feel that there's an educated black woman who's making a, a certain amount of money and they expect black men to kind of match that. And some of us can, but some of us can't. Can, and, I, can and, I tell you that on my father's side of the family, all of the brothers married outside. They've, they married people from other countries. There's, there's only one that married an African-American woman. Everybody else is from somewhere else. Yeah, they want a woman whose tongue is light. Who uh, whose uh, verbiage is soft? It was a place of refuge for me when I come home. Some would say, "Oh, you want a servant." Some women would say That's that. That's true. Um, some would say, "I just want a." Um, it's almost like they want a mother to a certain extent because they want somebody nice in their corner when they come home. It's all. It it, it almost feels like or looks like that to a certain extent. But I can, as a man, I can understand. I don't want to fight. I don't want to be out in the world fighting my fighting for um, my piece of the pie and then come home and fight you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. 
I want someone when I come home, and we have, we fantasize about what a traditional marriage is like. With the was it June Cleaver? Yeah, June Cleaver. And dinner was ready, and yeah. you know. But I mean, you know, listen, you know, uh, June's husband had to make a certain amount of money to, to facilitate June Cleaver's <laughs> life, and that's another issue is that it's very hard to. Ever since they they, they we got off the gold standard and they debased the dollar, and the dollar's value has gone. Um, down, it used to be able to take care of a family of five, yeah. uh, you know, on one person's salary. But now the women are, have to go out into the marketplace, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Some mm-hmm. women want to be out in the marketplace working because they feel like they that's that's that they they feel like being inside the house is a um, is degrading or uh, demeaning to a certain extent. I look at it as as e- equal. Just because you're not earning cash for the work that you're doing, taking care of a household is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Uh, household kids, it's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's just as valuable as me going out and working and getting the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times men went and got the money and gave it to the women to take manage. Yeah. You know, but uh, I can understand how some men, especially some black men who have been rejected by black women, who feel that they are setting standards too high, can go outside of the country and go to the DR or Brazil, Brazilian who are looking for traditional kind of relationship. And those women are all too eager to get somebody from America. You know? Now, Daniel, what say you? How are you doing, man? <laughs> man, I'm listening, man. <laughs> we, are, are you married? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. You, but, we're, 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 but we uh, are, are nearing the treasure chest of Pandora's box. Daniel, don't get me into trouble with nobody. No, no, no. I'm just listening and I'm taking it in. Yeah. Uh, I'm observing, right? Are you, you in a relationship at all? Or? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Isn't everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one or many? Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's, <laughs> no, I don't do the many. Yeah, no. Sometimes it's two. The many is fun. Well, it depends, it depends on you. I don't knock another man yeah. or woman. Uh, but I think at the same time, I think after you go through a maturation process, you're going to make better decisions. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We talked about that yesterday. And if you know better, do better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sometimes juggling multiple women um, is a very hard. It's not for the cheap. It's very, you know what I'm saying, to, to make it run proficiently, you have to kind of have a little bread to do it and a lot of time and energy. But you also have to let people know that that's what I'm doing, going into the situation and, and not uh, blindside them. Going Communicate. In. Be honest. Absolutely. You know, some, some people are, uh, you know, all about, uh, uh, what is it, polyamory? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big thing now. Yeah, I'm not opposed to polyamory, but, you know, I'm not... Uh, if my uh-huh. significant other doesn't want that, that's not something I'm going to yeah. go for. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm comfortable being a monogamous. Let's go to JW, who JW, are you a passport bro? Hey, how you doing? Let me turn on my main radio. Hold on. All right, JW. Oh yeah, I, I really didn't want to chime in too early because I want you guys to finish the topic matter, so I can have a clear understanding of which way you guys are going, but. It reminds me of the topic last night with Zoe Williams, and um, as I uh, commented last night, in reference to most of these men, they want they want a, a particular woman that's you know old fashioned or traditional. You have these new modern women with this new mentality, which they adapted from the white women's movement in terms of women that felt insufficient or neglected or they. Play a subservient role in a house, and they wanted to have their rights and freedoms to go out and work as a man and mm-hmm. have an equal value. Yeah. And the whole society has created that particular culture. And unfortunately, 
our sisters have adapted that type of uh, talking point and mentality. And but alluding back to what I was saying last night in terms of the passport bros, I was referring to another uh, podcast on YouTube. Nika uh, Marie Dope discusses a very young lady in her thirties. Anyway, she makes a comment about qualified women that are keepers compared to women that are like low life or she called them genetically modified females because they're, you know, they have this new mentality and they, they're bossy, bees, and et cetera, mm-hmm. compared to women. And then they're raggedy and they're immature or they're not equal to the man that they disrespect. And a lot of these guys are really successful and established with being tired of being disrespected by a low-caliber woman because he's a high-caliber man. And those are some of the particular men that want to go abroad. But I like to push back against that because I really believe that our brothers need to stay home, be a man, use our mentality, use our intellect, realize women are emotional, etc. And we need to be able to dominate them. I hate to use that word in that particular uh, context, but we dominate them mentally or be able to use some type of emotional, mental standard and mm-hmm. characteristic where that they can gravitate to and respect and admire, and we can convert them over and deprogram them because they have been conditioned. And it, I call it uh, Willie Lynch on steroids mm-hmm. because we're in the future now. And so uh, that was the point I was attempting to try to make uh, last night, but I didn't get a chance to get to that very particular point, but I'm doing it with you now. But, yeah, that's that's the main issue at hand, even though Joe was referring to people interest perspective and, and, and going into their own self and realizing their own faults. I'm sure there's a certain um, percentage of men that may need to uh, self-identify uh, with themselves and go within and realize what their uh, flaws are. But a majority of these men, the large percentage of these men, are successful black males that are fed up with dealing with the majority of women that are not suitable because it's mm. a large percentage and it's not that many qualified sisters. And this is what the Nick and Marie refers to. And she tries to teach these sisters and, and inform them because she speaks on the woman's mentality. She tells on these women. She tells brothers that are young in their early 20s to brothers that's up in their 50s. So she has two different demographics, you know, of age brackets of men that listen and, and chime in or, or text and, and complain or write issues that they want her to uh, speak on. Mm-hmm. And she wants these particular uh, brothers to be enlightened on the mentality and the ego and the pride and what's the term you're looking for? Uh, instant gratification and lack of uh, emotional maturity that some of these sisters go, go through. But my perspective is this. The best thing that God ever, ever put on the face of this earth was a black woman. And that's how I feel. And I believe they're worth trying to work with, stay with, even though she says some can be worked with and some are just gone. So, you know, but there's different percentages of different varieties of uh, women that's like that. So it's different categories. So mm-hmm. that's the only point I like to make. And I thank you for allowing me to interject. 
All right, I appreciate you, JW. I appreciate that. It's a very nuanced situation when it comes to men and women, especially black men and black women. Um, it's very hard for a black man to try to pull himself up, especially one coming out of either a broken home or poverty. Some of us do make it out. Some of us uh, beat the odds, and we're still struggling in the system that we're kind of placed in. And we feel some type of way when black women come at us with these uh, this expectation that we may not necessarily be be able to 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 live up to, you know. But some black men are like, "Listen, I'm with you. Let's work together to get to to get to that point." Mm-hmm. You know, if this is the type of man you want, that's the type of man I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Let's work together. But then there's a there's some black women who are like, "Oh, that's not you. I don't I don't want to do I don't do I, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to work with you." And so some feel like, okay, well, they, they get upset and they get deje- rejected. And you see it online where they're, you know, putting their passport, I'm going out the country, I'm going to find me a wife. All that right there is ego. Yeah. And, and sitting there saying, look, I don't need you. But it really is coming from a place of hurt. It's like, I, you know, you hurt me, so I'm not going to hurt you by telling you I don't need you. And then black women are like, well, bye, go see you. I, I'll play you a video from one black girl. Uh, Meryl's Larry Green, Daniel, has some uh, advice for you on how to pick up black women. Oh, but you. Oh, oh, but, but hold on. Melrose, we'll, we'll get we'll get to you in a second when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. Right, let's go to Merrill. Green. Hey, Merrill. Oh, man. First of all, Daniel, I'm a big fan of yours. Appreciate it. My first fan. Uh, <laughs> in, this, in this arena, no, right? No, <laughs> no. no you, you, you're amazing. I learned the business stuff. So I want to trade tips with you. Daniel, on meeting women. You know, now, now Melrose is a Jewish guy who loves black women. Oh, really? Okay. And a white Jewish guy who loves black women. Okay. When you go black, you don't go back. Look yes. out. Hilarious. <laughs> All right, now what do you want to say, Melrose? Melrose? Well, I want to say this first. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You want me, Don? Or yeah, or no, you no, no. You, go, go ahead. You, you go ahead. Okay. First of all, I love black women. And I am, I'm 71. I'll be 72 by the time I'm with Karen Bass on Saturday oh, wow. at Lamert, at Vernon and Lamert. Happy birthday, and, man. Uh, that's going to be a, po- oh man, that's going to be, is there dancing involved? Uh, I don't know, but I'm listening. I'm pretty sure you, you, you can get it started. All right. Oh, cause I, yeah. I, okay. I, you know, uh, I, I got to know Daniel, how do you meet black? What, what's the best approach for a Jewish guy? You know, I'm on Medicare. I've been a couple of Howard Stern shows in my life. I want to meet hot black women like Cardi B and Megan V. Stallion and, and Bodilicious Beyonce. Oh, wow. But- <laughs> that's, you know what? I mean, that's, that's a very interesting thing. How does, a, how does a white Jewish guy meet black women? And I voted for Donald Trump also. And, and he voted for Donald Trump. Ooh, so you've got a lot wow. of things going against you here, but I'm not going to say <laughs> oh, I'm wow. not going to say that it's impossible. I mean, I don't I don't what t- what tips could you offer? I think black what do black women like? Black women like sophistication. They like they like a well-dressed man. I think that's one thing. I got um, bagels. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, you're gonna have to come. I got Pagel. You know, you're gonna bagels. have to come. You're gonna have to come more with the with with the, with, the, with the, the just bagels. Like black women like a well dressed man. They like great conversation. They don't like you to be too pushy mm-hmm. when it comes to sex. How about um? Yes. To make make you laugh. They do like they do oh, they Krista. do like men who makes you laugh. Yeah, it's important. Very important. I mean, is there anything else Daniel, you can add to this, Daniel? Daniel? Are you coming down there Saturday, Daniel? You know what? Daniel? I, I plan on coming down uh, to support. You got to be there. Yeah, you got to be there. Yeah, I plan Listen, on coming Don, down. Listen, Don, don't ask me how I know this. You know who loves your show? Who? And who lives in the Crenshaw District? Who? Sly from Sly and the Family. Oh, really? Wow. And Sly, I know you're listening, Sly. I know you're listening. Get your black ass down there. To <laughs> <Bernard>. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and oh, when you get you on stage and do dance to the music, you might like to hear my organ. I said a ride, Sally, right back in the love you. How long have you known Sly? Uh, too many years. Yeah. I know him from West Hollywood. Yeah. All right. He lived in Crenshaw. And get that band together. Shout out to Tavis Smiley. Daniel, you cancel all your millionaire meetings. Come on down. Get your ass down to Vernon, Vernon and Lamert. Look for Melrose Island. We'll go to Hot and Cool Cafe. Get some jerk chicken over there near Danny Blake, Blakewell's uh, the Brotherhood Crusade building near yeah, the, the headquarters Chase Bank, of KDLA. Yeah. All right. Uh, listen, Melrose, um, I don't know. I mean, there is a black woman out there for you. I just don't know if she's in L.A., but there is a black woman out there for you. I don't, I don't know Listen, where. I met a woman today. She's a hot Jewish woman. She's 84, but she looks 83. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melrose. Thank you. We'll see you this weekend, okay? I can't wait for Saturday. All right. Love I can't you. wait for Saturday. Love you, bro. Okay. We'll be dancing, dancing, dancing. Dancing to the music. Got you. <laughs> Meryl's is a longtime radio caller. He's, uh, he's uh, funny. yeah, he's he's yeah. he's he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's he's a great supporter. Yeah, he threw a couple of curveballs. No, but he he loves he, he <laughs> loves baseball. No, he listen. <laughs> he loves black women. He he yeah. loves black women, and he's not the first one that we've met. Remember, we we had a lesbian caller who called us um, about a year or so ago. Black lesbian woman met a Jewish uh, woman. white woman, yeah. and and never was a lesbian before. And fell in love. Mm-hmm. Really? And, you know, we had a great hour-long conversation with her. She drives Uber. She's probably listening right now. And she just said how she kind of fell in love with a person, which is very interesting at the end of the day. You know, when you were talking about what black women want versus, you know, I guess other women, the one thing I will say when it comes to my friends, because I have friends that are Asian, Hispanic. Um, I don't have very many uh, female friends that are Caucasian, but I will say that my Asian, my Hispanic, and my black female friends, the three things that I hear that are consistent is um, it doesn't have to be a good job, but you have to have some type of job, some type of employment coming Mm -hmm. in to let me know that you're interested in this relationship and that we're like a team. Then I always hear um, somebody that I'm not going to be bored with you know and then uh finally somebody that i can build a future with and that's a big deal somebody i could trust build a future with i mean that's what that those are my friends there's a woman out there for melrose but melrose is an acquired taste i think melrose is gonna have to find somebody who's very eccentric find a black woman who's just as eccentric just like him and there's a lot there's a lot out there melrose you know what melrose there's a black woman who i see i i shop at this ralph's on ventura and um I don't even know what street it is. It's on Ventura right next to a Taco Bell. And there's this eccentric black woman who might who might might go for you. She dresses very beautifully. She's very eccentric. She's very nice. She's not the typical black woman, but she's, you know, um 
she might be your cup of tea at the end of the day. I don't know. I'll see if I I'll ask her. Well, next time I see her, I ask her if she has a um, a boyfriend, and maybe you two <laughs> might be able to hang out. But she's very she's very beautiful. She dresses um, very uh, non boring. I should say is 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 the way. Very eccentric. Very beautiful. I don't I don't know how to describe her dress, but she it has a lot of flair to it. Mm. In the sense of like she's always she has things in her hair, her dress is always kind of just like you, she's is she very like a Cree summer, you know, Cree, Cree summer, summer from a different world. The, that's one woman that I love that was just eccentric and very different. E, not as bohemian as Cree because okay. she's a little bit more uh, on the darker shade. Okay, but just as eccentric as Cree. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Cree's more of a uh, what's Lenny Kravitz? Lisa Bonet. Yeah, exactly. You know what right. I'm saying? But uh, no. Um, oh, God. Jerry, hold on the line. We're going to get to you when we come forward. Listen, this is a committee call to action from KBLA Talk 1580. If you'd like to be a vendor for our Welcome Home Mayor-elect Karen Bass event in Historic Limerick Park on Saturday, December 10th, uh, email us at info at smileyaudiomedia.com. Info at smileyaudiomedia.com. We're going to get you all the details that you need. That's info at smileyaudiomedia.com. All the info you need on how to join us as a vendor for our Welcome Home Mayor-Elect Karen Bass event Saturday, December 10th in Lamert Park. This was a very uh, hard uh, fight to get to become the first uh, female black mayor of uh, this historic city, Los Angeles. Uh, it is well-deserved, and it is time to celebrate her win as she gets ready to do the hard work of governing the city and hopefully leading us out of this, um, I don't want to say we're in a hole, but the situation we're in where there's a lot of unhoused uh, on the streets, um, uh, it's getting very expensive, and maybe she'll help us uh, clean up L.A., get people into homes, um, lower the cost of doing business in this city, and just make L.A. a better place. Jerry, we come to you when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. We don't try to be all things to all people. We just remain true to who we are. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. We know you stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, one second before we get back into the show. Let's go to Jerry. How you doing? How you doing, Jerry? You hanging in there? Yeah. Do you know anyone willing to go out with a celibate? Go out with a what, Jerry? I'm sorry. Do you know anyone willing to go out with a celibate? I can't hear you. Your, your life support machine is a little loud. Do you know anyone willing to go out with a celibate? Oh, oh, oh. Celibate. Celibate. Jer- oh, Jerry, are you you're not trying to get down? Or is it... Uh, can you? I'm trying to what? I mean, are you not? Um, are you not looking for any um, uh, shenanigans in the bedroom? I lost my hormones. Well, you know, Jerry, they, they make something called Cialis or Viagra, or is that going to? I gonna... can't take it. The doctor said I'm on a lot of other medications. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jerry. Jerry, oh I'm no, Jerry. I could give a back massage. Well, Jerry, there's a website. Um, for women that are in prison and they're looking for pen pals, and they would, they would probably, yeah, they would probably love to communicate with you. That probably might be a great thing for you to do. Uh, Sounds good. Now they might try to get in your will when you pass. Oh, (laughs) well, uh, we'll see what happens. 
but we'll see. All right. Um, uh, if you call me back, I'll see if I can find that website for you, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it to you, okay? I'm, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm from the old days. I'm into regular mail. Oh, no, no, These are women. These are women. These no, he's are, talking oh, about I'm mail. The website. No, mail, no websites, web. like writing oh, letters ma- and stuff. Oh, mail, <laughs> mail, <laughs> mail, mail, mail. Yeah, he's old school. Well, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, well, well so, okay, so, so, Jerry, these women, they, they, they post their profiles on a website, but you can write them. Yeah, I do regular mail. Yeah, they, they would love to talk to, there, there's a lot of women who are locked up behind bars who would love to communicate with you. Yeah, it sounds good, but it has to be regular mail. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Jerry, Jerry, it'll be regular mail. But just understand, Jerry, just listen to me. If I give you the website and let you know, they're they're in jail, though. I just want to let you know that. Oh, I, I, I. I, They're in jail. Can you hear me? Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not at the website, but we'll see what happens. All right, listen, man. I'll I'll write them. I'll I'll send you. I can even give them like what what, what type of women do you like, Jerry? Are they black, white, Hispanic? Well, I'm open. To, I, I I'm open to a lot of meeting a lot of women. Do you care if I'm they? I'm looking be- for the friends with benefits. Well, you heard about friends with benefits. Well, Jer- but Jerry, you just said that you can't do anything. You're you're you're. No, I I I, I know that I could. I could give a back massage. Back that, was, massage. that was my level of benefit. Okay. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure there's somebody. Listen, Jerry, let me let me find the website, and then we'll see if we can facilitate a romance for you online. I mean, through the mail, okay? Thank you. All right. We love you, Jerry. Thank you for Have hanging in there. You know, Don, when you said that he can't do anything, that's just with his genitalia. He has other parts that he could make people happy I with, I'm don't, sure. Listen, I wouldn't want Jerry to move too much. I would feel like that uh, we might get a flat line somewhere, you know, when it, com- <laughs> when it comes to Jerry there. But that's know? a great way to die, especially for a man that's lonely. He'd be happy on his way out. Are you kidding me? I don't know if Jerry can even move. I mean, I don't mean you heard that machine that's all hooked up to Sound him. Sound like Darth Vader. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm just listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Jerry is, you know, is, 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 I don't know. Did you guys, um, oh, let's get to the passport bros. Yes. So there has been a thing with men in this country. Let me see if I can find the video real quick, and, I, and I'll play it for you. Because one woman read this guy, the Riot Act, and it was a little mean. For what uh, he said, uh, or what she said to him, but um, but a lot of people are talking about this passport bro stuff, and I just wanted to comment on it. Uh, let me see here if I can. There we go. So this was off a of TikTok, and this is a guy. I guess he's working in Amazon, or working at, in an Amazon delivery truck, or, or or for delivery, and he's talking about why men are going outside the country seeking women. Let's see here. Come on now. Oh, is the video deleted? What I don't get about passport bros. For a group of women you claim to dislike so much. There's just a certain demographic of women in the United States that are just not worth it for us anymore. I've even seen women come on here demanding to see our paychecks, demanding to see our plane tickets. You know what I mean? Wanting proof. But you're strong and independent. Trying to knock men for working warehouse jobs, you know what I mean? Working at McDonald's, not out selling drugs or breaking the law. He's building his purpose. And that shit got you guys in your feelings. It doesn't make any sense. We only make these videos to show how asinine you guys are. So that was the guy saying why he's a passport bro and why he's going outside the country to find another woman. Yeah, but if you're looking, I think 
as we get older, um, things change. So, of course, in my 20s and my 30s, I probably was not very reasonable. But as I got older, and I think as women get older, at least, I mean, I can speak for my friends and, and probably a lot of women. When you get older, there's things that are more important to you, so you calm down a little bit. I don't think people... You want, you want to hear the woman's response? To but this? how old is she? That's the thing. It's like if we're looking at a thirty-year-old, I would expect the response to be, you know, a little spicy. Um, the response is spicy. Yeah. So you know, you heard his response of yeah, why I did. he's going out. So this is her response to him. The women who are asking the passport bros for proof of a boarding pass or pay stub are not asking to see if you guys are suitable partners. It's us asking for proof that you're actually leaving. Because it seems like you guys are sitting your asses in your American homes, flashing your passport but not actually using it like you said you would. At the head of your video, it says, you said you didn't need us, though. Where in my video did you hear me say that we needed you? You guys are trying to paint this picture of us begging for you guys to stay when we've been urging you, encouraging you to leave. Why are you still here instead of on that plane? Where's your boarding ticket? Where's your wife? Where's your happy family? Like, I'm invested now. When's it going to happen? You say these videos are being made to prove something about us. And I want to mention, it's not just videos, it's entire accounts, whole pages dedicated to a demographic of women that you don't like. Which brings me to a question you guys have yet to answer. Why are we on your mind so much if you want nothing to do with us? Instead of mingling and meeting potential foreign wives, you're on here bickering with women who you don't like just to tell us why you don't like us. It's giving middle school catfight, like major feminine energy. I'm going to end with this. I am very passionate about travel, so to all of you who have finally obtained a passport, congratulations. I am very proud of you. As a well-traveled woman who's been to Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, Costa Rica, Japan, and all over Europe, I want to give you newcomers some traveling advice. Don't waste another minute thinking about us. You don't have to prove anything. Just book your trip and leave. Wow. She sounds a little spicy. Yeah, very. Not a little, um, very. Um, I think that women like her, when they get older, mm-hmm. will start to see themselves by themselves, maybe. Right. And, and <laughs> that that's a big thing, though, Don. That's And you nailed it. Because I have some friends that are older that are like, I'm going to die alone. And they change a little bit they calm down a little bit they're not so demanding because all these you know throughout this especially my very very close friend that lives in nevada she had you have to do this 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 all of a sudden her big list has just shrunk and now she's just fighting to you know keep a guy and she's calmed down she's not as demanding she doesn't have all these requirements because she wants that companion yeah, I mean, and for some black men, I don't want to blanket all black men. For some, there are things that prohibit black men from traveling. Child support may be one of them. Finances may be another one. <laughs> Children from previous relationships might be one of them. And that women don't have to necessarily deal with. I mean, you don't necessarily have a government telling you you can't have a passport because you're behind uh, over $2,500 in, in child support payments. Yeah. You know, that's just one, that's just one, that's just one exception. Criminal background might be another one, you know what I'm saying? And so there, you know, but but I think what's happening is that you, that you hear black men who are hurt by the hands of black women, and they want to hurt black women back, you know. And that that to me is the bigger issue here. Um, it's communication, really, when it when it boils down to it. It's like you know, because really. 
why are you going back online talking about where I'm a passport bro and I'm going to go to so-and-so country to get a woman? And I'm like, well, just go do it. You know, but they're being hurt by the black women who they love, who they want to be with, and who maybe might be rejecting them because they are not living up to a standard that they feel that the black women feel men should be at. And, the, you know, we're not a monolith when it comes to, you know, finances. I mean, some of us, we're all over the place. Some of us are doing extremely well. Some of us are just are behind the eight ball and we're trying to play catch up. Yeah. You know, and it feels bad that for some it may feel bad that you are knocking me because of my upbringing and my uh, experience in life as I'm trying to play catch up to maybe where you're at and you maybe didn't have the obstacles that I had. Yeah, hey, Andy. These dudes sound like MGTOWs. Sound what? They sound like MGTOWs. Well, what is that? <laughs> MGTOWs? It's an acronym for men going their own way. Men going their own way. Yeah, they're they're anti-feminists, misogynists. Uh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. If you Google and YouTube MGTOW, M-G-T-O-W, it's, it's just sad. Have you, Daniel, have you, have you run into women like this at all? Or? You know what, I've, I've, I've seen it all. We've all seen it all. Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah the of course. The longer you live, the more you see, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Right? Um, people conform. Reality sets in as you get older. Yeah. So you lower your standards. True. And you start to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to my saying, if you know better, you do better. Yeah. When, when you say you lower your standards, are your standards too unrealistically high from the get-go? Or do you, are you living in fantasy land at a, at a very young age? Well, it's, it's like this. It's like, um, it's like going to a buffet. Mm-hmm. People like variety, yeah. right? So it's just certain places people travel to uh, because some people don't like hunting. Right. Yeah. Some people don't like to chase. Yeah. Some people like to beat to play or 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 <laughs> yeah. they or maybe right. they want to be chased well, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Right. So fantasy island. Right. So you got to be careful of that because what you do in the dark is going to come to the light. Of course. Right. And you bring things home. And unfortunately, uh, you can't go through customs when you go bring in emotional and bringing back these spirits and these these not so worthy things back home with you. Yeah. There's no customs for that, right? Yeah. So you got to be careful of people that travel abroad for certain things that they don't do when they're at home. Yeah. And here's another yeah. thing, though. Like, if you can't take care of a woman here, why do you think you can take care of a woman in the Dominican Republic or Brazil at the same time, too? And I understand wanting a traditional woman because I think there is a women are trying. I think women have been dealing with a level of trauma where they feel that they are not on equal footing um, and they felt that they're not on equal footing. Although I've never not viewed a woman as equal. I just view us as different. And we all have powers and strengths in different ways because we're built differently we're made differently we're not the same type of individual you know and so but women have felt i guess an inequality um in regards to men and so they don't want that traditional lifestyle they want something else although i feel some come back to that traditional lifestyle as they get older um companionship it's very important yeah you know i've met i met I've, i've talked to a lot of women who want a career 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 and then Something flips. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the... It's your age sometimes as you get older. What do they call that? The uh, biological clock starts yeah. ticking. And then they, mm-hmm. they're like, I want a man and I want a baby all of a sudden. It's weird because I'm like, what? And there's some men that are like that too because I have some guy friends that uh, are now 
they they are married and one specifically and they didn't have kids and he's kind of freaking out because he's like we don't even have an offspring and she's a little too, well she is too old to have an offspring yeah. you know and so there's that conversation like I want an offspring how are we going to do this if you're not able to have kids yeah. so I think men think about this too it's you know not just women as they get older you know when yeah. when you hit that 45 year old mark everything changes because you realize yeah. I'm halfway dead almost. Yeah, so you have to. I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, that was Things blunt. change. That was I'm gonna be honest with wild. you. I'm sorry. Let's say I'm a, we're gonna smooth that out. Let's say <laughs> we're in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we're in the fourth. Oh, I love no, that. Let it, yes. we're on the back nine. We're about to win the game. We're on the back nine. Come on, let's go. Everybody's cute. At yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't drink. Yeah, listen, I, I just. I, I think for our younger people, I, the one the one thing I can say is what Will Smith said when he went on Trevor Noah's show is that we just need to be kind to each other. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think women have expectations, and it's not wrong to have those expectations. It's, you should want what you want. But, you know, I, I think also put into perspective the, the um, plight of the black man in this country and what we're dealing with, because there are things that you don't know that we go through that are kind of keeping us chained maybe decisions we've made you know but don't knock us for our learning experience because we're all learning as we grow through life a little ptsd so to speak right? yeah a little pt yeah. little ptsd little juvenile mistakes we've made that are carrying a uh are hampering us into adulthood oh but disclaimer not to not to uh compare anything to what our veterans or anybody yeah, 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 yeah. Is to, yeah. that's experienced trauma we no, don't no, mean no, it no, like no. that we just no, but, no, it, yeah, yeah. but it's post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, PTSD can come in many forms. It can come in relationship forms. It can come from being on the battlefield mm-hmm. and being in war. But, you know, PTSD is a real thing in, in regards to e- even growing up in a, in a system where the family atmosphere is not life. I know the inner people, city, the gang, yeah, the violence. Yeah. I know people who grew up with two parents, and they still have issues from dealing with their childhood. We're all mm-hmm. dealing with levels of trauma, and we're all trying to correct. I think the better issue is is that person that you're looking at working on themselves and trying to better themselves and you're dogging them out. You know what I'm saying? Compared to a person who's not working on themselves and just, you know, existing or whatever and you're dogging them out. You know, so we just need to be kind to each other at the end of the day. And the passport bros need to stop flexing your passport and, and some women need to stop nitpicking. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be kind to each other and love each other. And you know what? If that person doesn't meet your standards, don't be mean to them. Let them go with God and just say, you know what, I love you, and and uh, you're just not for me. How does this factor yeah. in uh, in your guys' opinion as things are changing and and it seems like this the younger people that are you know what I call the Gen Zs, their um, sexuality is more fluid. So I'll, what do you think about that when it, in relationship to what you're talking well, about? Well, you know what, we'll get to that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk for today. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. So you were talking about young kids and 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 their fluidity as far as looking for love. Yeah, their sexuality tends to be uh, fluid. I and think th- something I th- I'm noticing. I think that's a phase. You think so? I think that's a phase. I think that they're looking like. I think. Listen, not to say that like the, the homosexual lifestyle has been around since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. But the fluidity of love, I think that th- as you get older, you're going to, f- you may dibble and dabble and um, mess around, but I think you're going to fall into your own pocket of where you're supposed to be eventually in time. I was uh, listening to comedian Mark Norm- Nomad, I think he was on a podcast, and 
he said his friend said yeah i think i might be gay and he was like oh really that's good yeah you know it's 2022 do what you do and he says his friend said yeah i kissed a guy with a with a beard and i felt that stubble and he was like i'm not gay (laughs) 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 you know what i'm saying so i i think i think it sounds great and young people they have especially my my my, uh, girlfriend's daughter when i listen to her talk there is this worldview of openness towards everything. Yes, I hear it all the time. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like, ah, you can be whatever. But I think what's happening is that that's just because they don't understand their identity and they haven't grown into themselves later on. And this is a lot of programming that's coming at them and it seems trendy and it seems cool and it seems like that's where the world is going. But I think what's as you start to figure out who you are as an individual when you start growing and you start hitting your 20s and more so into your 30s, then you're going to really start to realize, what do I want? Right. Not what does society say I should do? Mm -hmm. And I think... Gen Z, although the fluidity of the lifestyle may be open to it, as they start to experience it, and I think it's a good thing to experience it if that's what, you know, if you're down for that, um, you're going to feel like, oh, that's not for me. I really don't like women, or I really don't like men, or I like X, Y, and Z, or maybe I like both. I think they're going to start, as they get older and start to understand themselves a little bit better, um, you're going to really realize what you really like. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of these young kids don't know who they are as an individual. Of course. They're just dealing with programming from society that's out in the world sphere right now. And that they're they're ingesting it. And it sounds good. You know, why yeah. wouldn't you want to be, why wouldn't you want to love everybody? What's the difference between a man and a woman? Why can't I fall, if I'm a man, fall in love with a man? Or a woman fall in love with a woman? Or fall in love with three people? And then it's not until you start going through the nuances of life, you're like, oh, that's really, really having a throuple is really not that kind of, it's yeah. very complicated yeah. when people start falling in love and, and emotions getting involved. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. See, I'm the man of this town, and I hope you wouldn't mind if I showed you around. So when you go to certain places, Is you'll be thinking Snoop? of me. We got people to meet in many places to see. I'm, hey. mm, I'm really digging your lips, but be careful where you walking when you swinging them hips. I'm kind of concerned. Man, I don't, don't, don't want to go back in time and like you know hate on songs, but pimping all over the world is a little derogatory when it comes. But we're in a different time zone today, and you know his 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 um. Uh, was it uh, etymology of pimping may be different than some may perceive it. It may be just I'm a Casanova around the world, you know. But pimping seems a little harsh for, you know. It sounds like uh, you're trying to manipulate women uh, all over the world, you know. When you just really want to get to know them and spend time with them and just, you know, hey girl, let me give you my number. Oh wow! Let me get you a number two. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that was very lifetime. Yeah, very. <laughs> what? That was great. Uh, you know, real, real quick, Don, uh, before you move on, yeah. uh, you were playing uh, this music that just reminded me of an interview I saw with Sam Rubin. He was interviewing today. He was interviewing E Forty, Ice Cube, uh, and did you did did you by any chance see that interview? Is, and is, Too is Short, E Forty, Ice Cube, and Too Short have a group called What's the name of that group? Mount Westmore. Mount Westmore. Album comes out this Friday. So I this is the first time I heard of it, but the interview was funny. Sam Rubin interviewing all, oh, all, all of them, and it was just listen, hilarious. Listen, a lot of high expectations for this album. I hope it's good. Well, it better be good. I mean, it better not be like this Lakers team. 
Oh, shots fired. <laughs> <Don't disrespect laughs> shots we, fired. We are balling right now. Don't disrespect uh, okay. Yeah, if you're from L.A., they can do anything they want if you're a true I, L.A. fan. Right? I, I'm a true L.A. fan, but uh, this, like I've told Andy before, this reminds me of when the Lakers had – Gary Payton, Carl Ballone, Derek Fisher. You remember that team? Expectations. Yeah, expe- high, expectations yeah. very high. It's like, oh, there's no way you can lose a championship. And they lost. You know what I'm saying? So um, Ice Cube, E-40, too short. Love them all. Mm-hmm. West Coast legends. It better be good. It better be good. I hope it is. But I haven't they earned it. the right to be? Nope. Okay. Not with if nope. things don't. How are we going to base it though? Is it off album sales? It is off likes, social media. How do how do we tell if it's good? What if we're old school? Look, and we just happen to like. Yeah, them? This is like, like them. This yeah. is like Jesus Christ, the God of uh, Israel, and uh, Muhammad, uh, the Islam uh, prophet, coming together, or Allah coming together to form one super religion. It better be good. It better be good. Come on now, you can't not have this much star power with this much decades behind you. The production better be on point. Uh, the rapping better be on point and it, may be, it needs to dominate. It has to. Well, if you think about it, you have Snoop because he's in the band yes. too, or the group. Yeah. Snoop, he's going to be Dr. Dre, E-40, and Too Short. Huge. All of them to me are big timers. It's going to be good. This better not be another firm. That's all I'm saying. Oh, shots fired. You know, I have, a, I have a lot of faith in the group, but it's funny because they actually dropped some music. There's been some music out there They've been dibbling and dabbling. But, but it hasn't been popping like that. No, but it may you know what? And I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna like judge them off of that music they're dropping. It just may be testing okay. the waters to get okay. the name out there. Fair enough. It you know, it it happens. Sometimes you drop the weak records first just to get a little name recognition buzz because people are gonna like, What is this? What is this what is all these major players? But I'm just saying, it, like you got to come, you got to come correct, man. This is like this is the West Coast Super Group, and they can't, they can do it. It, it. Look, if E40 has been putting out music since before, you know, before I was even born. <laughs> I mean, E40 been putting out music since I don't know the '80s. Too Sure been putting out music since the '80s. Ice Cube been putting out music since the '80s. I know all three of them can come together and yes. sit there. And even recently, too, E40 and Too Sure putting out music. Here's the major question, though. What is it? Is this uh, Generation Z right now? Generation Z. Yes. Are they going to be excited for this? No. That, that's a good question. No. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Good question. You have a chance to reintroduce yourself to a whole other generation right now. And all you have to do is just be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Because Who's going to carry you? See, that's the thing. When you cater to a certain group and that certain group doesn't carry you and you do not fulfill your goal, it depends on the expectations and the goal of the group. Some groups just want to make music, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we wish yeah. all of the Temptations and the Four Tops yeah. were still here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what they're doing, we, we're happy and supportive that those brothers are here, right? right. It's kind of like New Edition. New Edition probably doesn't even need to come out with a hit album no. or a hit no, song. No, 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 no. I go to every New Edition concert that comes to LA. And they're coming back soon. Bobby Brown said they're coming back soon. I love them with all my heart. Yeah. This yeah. is my guys. Yeah. And I don't care what other people think. I don't care about Billboard. I don't care about likes, social media. That's my group. Well, yeah. I don't think they're necessarily focusing on that. I think that this is a cool project to put together. I just want this project to go down in the history of music. As, because of the people that because of the people okay. that are associated with it. This is like, hey, we're stepping out on a ledge and we need to submit. And listen, I wouldn't be um I'd be happy to see some co signs from some younger artists artists in there. Roddy Rich. Uh you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe throw some DJ Quick in there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe throw some Texas artists in there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe make some maybe Meg the Stallion maybe or you know or something. Speaking of quick <clears throat> Quick recently tweeted this morning 
um, in a nutshell, that he feels that he should be on the same level as Dr. Dre? I think he should be. I, 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 as, a, as an Angelino, and here's the thing. Quick has not gotten his flowers the way he deserves them. Quick has been producing hit banger after hit banger after hit banger. The problem with Quick is that he didn't have the machine of a death row behind him. And that's the issue with Quick. Because every Quick album, bomb. Every Quick album I've listened to, bought. You know what I'm saying? Even the albums that I wasn't too necessarily like thrilled about, still supported it because it's Quick. He's a great producer, dope dude. Even the Fixers, when they came out with the Fixers, still could produce music. And that's just that was kind of a recent album. So he he is up there with a Dr. Dre, although his style is different. And the issue with Quick versus Dr. Dre is that Dr. Dre had an Eminem under his belt, which had a 50 Cent under M's belt. You know what I'm saying? And Quick didn't necessarily have those the new lineage of artists that popped off in a major way. It carried him. It carried him. to You know what I'm saying? So he definitely deserves to be up there with Dr. Dre um, because, I, and I would love to see a versus between those two. The problem is, is that Dre is not really a big rapper. You know what I'm saying? But I would love to see maybe producer versus producer <laughs> and have all of Dr. Dre's production go against all of DJ Quick's production and make it a West Coast type situation. I think that would be one of the greatest things we ever saw. And it would do do something to elevate uh, DJ Quick into, into the uh, atmosphere that he belongs in. Because dude definitely is a legend here. Yeah, he's on the phenomenal. I Absolutely. Mean, my take on that is I just, I just think when we compare and contrast people, that have been phenomenal and just mm-hmm. great for the community. It's hard. And good. It's hard, right? Yeah. Let's let's give another example. Frankie Beverly and May. Yeah, have yeah. they won a Grammy? No. 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 They sell out shows for decades. True. I go when you have you ever been to Frankie Beverly? Frankie Beverly and Mays was the is almost the headliner <laughs> at every summer concert series mm-hmm. and for for decades. You know, Beyonce had to go get you know, had to go had to redo one of the grades to get permission to go do redo one of their songs. But we're, but we're not really comparing them to the Four Tops, to no. the Temptations, to New Edition, or nothing no, like that. No, because they've we're carved out the Grammys. Right? They, they've carved out their own little niche, and we would love to see them have the recognition that they deserve. And that's just, that's the horrible thing about this business because the recognition. There's two things. There's recognition, and then there is um, your fan base. Mm-hmm. The recognition is a popularity contest. Basically. It, that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's a popularity contest. It's a media contest. It's a it's a marketing contest mm-hmm. compared to you just putting out a good product and building a fan base, and people love you. Mm-hmm. And it's nice when both of those things align themselves mm-hmm. behind an artist because it just it just pushes them into superstardom. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just get a Frankie Beverly and Mays who – People love the music and will mm-hmm. always love the music, whether you're old, new. I mean, Frankie Beverly Mays, you could be a, a Gen Zer and be like, oh, for sure, and still like get down for to sure. it. You know for what I'm sure. saying? Like, listen, a little, little ignorance on my part. I thought Frankie Beverly and Mays were were, were uh, three people. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought Frankie. I said, who? Where's Frankie? Where's Beverly? And where's Mays? When you know better, <laughs> you should do better. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right now. Happy birthday, Frankie Brother. Yeah, I, I didn't know. People got mad. At, when I was at KGLH, people got mad at me about that, about that. They got mad at me because I didn't know who uh, James James Graham, Robert Graham. No, no. Larry Graham. Larry Graham. Oh, I didn't wow. know who Larry Graham wow. was. You're the one in a million that doesn't. 
<laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, oh, Wait, yeah well, one in a million. Yeah, 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 yeah Larry. Legend, legend in our well, especially on that radio yeah. station. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I was younger, and because my, I have more of a Caribbean background, um, where my family's from, you know, my mother wasn't playing records. Yeah. And on the weekends while she was cleaning the house, you know what I'm saying? What I was listening to were Bill Cosby comedy records. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't listening to a lot of R&B. Matter of fact, I didn't really like the radio. It was my cousin Teresa who couldn't stop listening to the radio when I was younger, you know. And, and so I really wasn't into music that much. It, it was fringe music as far as the stuff that kind of made it to Critical Mass. That was like the Easy es the Slick Ricks, the Big Daddy Canes and stuff like the Run DMCs. That was like my introduction of hip-hop music even back in when the old k-day used to play like the little quiet storm at night and they used to play a lot of nita baker my midnight love midnight love yeah. my, my cousin my cousin rest of soul was like yeah man they, all they do is play nita baker at night oh yeah. you know what i'm saying and people used to love listening to it at night at midnight all on i i didn't i didn't understand it didn't get it well you know we have to understand and we have to respect that when we talked about it yesterday mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. you see somebody doing something and we immediately judge yeah. right you know we merely pass our opinion on things mm -hmm. it's just like you Don you're at a popular urban station yeah where everybody has the same kind of ideology and been listening to music for decades. Yeah. And here you come in and you don't. Right. Who's Larry Graham? <laughs> Who's this? Who's that? You know, Larry have to respect that, right? But yeah, Larry yeah. Graham is a, is a legend. Legend in the business. I mean, if it was no Larry Graham or Graham family, there would be no Aubrey Graham at the same time, too. That's you know true, what I'm saying? True. Which is Drake. You know, so, and then on top of that, even Stevie Wonder. I was like, my, my, my Stevie Wonder song was uh, Superstition, uh, Rhythm in the Sky. That was it. Really? They were like, you don't know Rocket Love? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the people made a concert off the songs of Key and Life. Right, right, yeah, the songs of Key and album. So, but, you know, yeah, you got to know that. But as an adult, I went back and revisited okay, these records yeah. and listened to them and fell in love with them. Especially uh, Stevie Wonder, if you listen to a lot of, there was a good point where he, it sounds like he was just locked in a studio for three years. And it was nothing but a jam session going on. Wow. Because if you listen to the music, it's just like, wow. Uh, what's that song? Uh, but dum 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 You listen to that, and you listen to the beats and the and the company and how everything. It just sounds like they're jamming in the studio, mm -hmm. and somebody just hit record all of a sudden. Well, I mean, you, like you said, I mean, music is key of life. Yeah, yes. music is the soul. You, music right. is spiritual, right? Yes, but we live also our lives music is accessibility, right? Because remember what we talked about yesterday. The first African American video on MTV mm -hmm. was Rockwell. Somebody's watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. First hip hop video was Run DMC Walk with This Way. With so yeah. remember when we what we talked about yesterday? Some African Americans in our community here in Los Angeles, we wasn't we was exposed to the radio. We were exposed where mom and dad played on the record player, right, mm -hmm. or the cassette tape. But when we watch TV, Casey Case and Top Ten, yeah, uh, American you know, Friday night videos mm -hmm. and things of that nature, we saw Oinger Boringo, we saw Men at Work, mm -hmm. we saw Duran Duran, we saw uh, uh, Vacation, mm -hmm. you know, the Go Go. But we would see uh, Michael Jackson. I think everybody loved later Michael on. Jackson. Yeah. Later, later on, on, though, later on. But yeah. it was it was more uh, pop music, yes. than yeah, very poppy R and B. Yes. Right. So if you didn't get it at home. You didn't get it on TV. Right. You got it on TV, right? So recently I went to that Duran Duran concert. It was At the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, I'm so jealous. Yes, I was there, right? I would have yeah, loved to go. And I just felt, I always wanted to just come out and say, hey, I love Duran Duran. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard, but it's hard as a black kid <laughs> growing up to say I love Duran Duran. They look at you like, who the hell's first of all? Who's Duran Duran? Yeah, in certain areas, right? In certain areas, when I lived right. in Long Beach at the time, it was a little more diverse. Mm-hmm. In the early '80s, and you didn't get flack for that. You didn't right. get flack for rolling with your vans on and skateboarding, and listening to Duran Duran and Men at Work. Who can yeah. it be now? And you know, when you move or you go over your cousin's house in a certain area. And people find out these things, you find yourself with your back against the wall. Yeah. And you were in bed, you were scared. You were scared. To say yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah, right. Because you're like, what are you, uh, white or you're yeah, nerd or you, what, what, what is this? Because you're, you're, you're kind of outside of the rhythm of the culture exactly. that, they, that they're in. You yeah. know, and it's interesting that you say that because I remember uh, I had taken a friend of mine at the time. Um, he was a white guy, and I'd taken him to this club that I used to go to with my friends. And it was a goth club. There were very few white people at this goth club. The owner, he was a Hispanic guy. And so you would see Hispanic and you'd see a handful of black people and some Asians. You didn't really see white people in this particular club. Mm. And when I took him there, and this is a guy that was from the Newport Beach area. He's like, I didn't know that Hispanics and Asians and even black people listen to any of this music. And then I realized, wow, he grew up in this beach area where all his white friends were listening to like corn and yeah. all of this you know dark music he didn't realize that there are other people outside of white people who appreciate it we're, too. we're very it's similar very once once we get out of the once we start individualizing ourselves yeah we're very similar at the end of the day no color lines when no, it comes to music no color lines yeah. Yeah. A concert matter of fact you go to a lot of rap concerts old hip-hop concerts now and the majority of the people that's patronizing that concert don't look like the same people from 30, 40 years ago. No, right, no, not yeah. at all. Especially, I hear a lot not of Hispanic. Yes, you know? yes. And, uh, you know, listen, some of us didn't have, back in the day, select TV. I don't know if you guys remember And that. on TV. Yes, and on, on TV. TV. Yeah, select and on TV. Yes, we didn't have that. Couldn't afford that. All we, we had thought was you were fluent if you had that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you right? <laughs> all right, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous rage and don't be afraid to say what you see. We're KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Um, they say J Lo is getting ready to do a tribute to Whitney Houston. Have you is, ever is heard it that? Be painful. I mean, I don't know. I, I think J Lo. This, this is the thing with J Lo. <laughs> oh, she's wow. really she is a diva, and I think she's really good at that like techno pop music. Yeah. But but I don't think she has the vocal cords. She says that she feels she has the vocal range to celebrate okay. Whitney Houston. I've got some audio. You want to hear? I'd like to hear it. And I, yeah, oh my gosh, oh my Sorry, that wasn't JLo. <laughs> this is this is JLo for it. Here we go. I don't waste dream. No. Whoa. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. That hurt me too. I don't waste dream. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> that sounded so crazy. I don't waste dream. That fine. Okay, play it again. <laughs> Corey, Corey, give me the note. Give me the note, Corey. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, that's not it. Okay, baby. 
She's talented, but I, I, she's not Whitney Houston talented to me. It seems like she's grabbing. She's uh, what's the analogy I use? She's uh, flying on wings made of wax too close to the sun, and uh, they're I melting. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's like it, you got to find where your range is at. And Whitney Houston had an impeccable voice that could reach such high octaves. I mean, I think there's only one person who might be able to do Whitney Houston, and it's probably Mariah Carey. But I don't even know if their voices are certainly similar. You know, that more, Whitney Houston had a very big range. What about Jennifer Hudson? Do you think she could get Maybe. close? Because I think she's super talented. I think she could get probably but Jennifer Hudson has more of a I don't know but Jennifer Hudson has a church voice mm-hmm. but then Whitney grew maybe up singing in the church right. too you know so maybe I don't I don't know what to say Andy you know I recently went on a Star Spangled Banner binge on yeah. YouTube okay with every artist that you just mentioned yeah. I was chilling with my girl we were just talking about you know who has the vocals and of course Mariah Carey and, and Whitney Houston came up and I watched a couple videos of Mariah Carey singing the Star Spangled Banner uh-huh. and I, I hate to say it nobody Nobody, even Jennifer Hudson, nobody is touching Whitney Houston mm-hmm. vocally. I'm sorry. On, on the Star Spangled Banner. But just, it, to me, that was just an indication. It, it didn't matter what song. Vocally, nobody's touching Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, not even Mariah. Yeah, let's see. Let me see here. Let's see here. Tactical train award winner. I mean, you know it's good when it makes your skin crawl. You know, you get the goosebumps on there. You know, I just, I just got that little feel. She's singing this so effortlessly, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's like, uh, y'all want to get some hot dogs when I'm done? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so here's J-Lo singing the national anthem. Let's see here. This land is your land. I know. Like a different key and a different octave. I don't think they got the mislabeled. I don't think that's a Star Spangled Banner. But we know, maybe we can't forget about this one here. Through 
remember this one? No. Go ahead, Fergie. Take it away. Oh, wait. I do. I do. I do. Never mind. She had a big fumble, right? I don't know. It was just a weird rendition of the Star Spangled Yeah. Battle. She got really exaggerated. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> People were laughing. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're not used to you know, people's expectations. Let you two laugh. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not laughing. Why? Are you why, laughing? why? I'm not like. Well, being an ex-athlete, imagine uh, how many people I've heard sing. Yes. And and I go 30 plus concerts a year. Yeah. Okay. And I love music. Everyone knows that. And um, you have different seasons and different levels to this, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I really understand and appreciate all artistry. Yeah. And everybody's not the same. No. Yes, of course. Right? No. Absolutely. You got Yolanda Adams, Layla Hathaway. Well, and then what? Marvin Gaye. Great Phyllis Hyman. You got Minnie mm-hmm. Rippleton. You got all these yeah. people. Gladys Knight, Aretha. And then you have other people. And then you want to compare them. No, you shouldn't be doing that. That's like saying Will Chamberlain versus this guy. Appreciate everybody and the greatness that they bring to the table. Yeah, right? yeah I get that. You appreciate it as an individual and you do what you do. Because who says your acronym is that good? I'm, I'm going to need you to run for right? office. I'm gonna I know, need, I was going to say. Gonna need you to, you're a politician. Yeah, I'm going to need you to say, hey, I'm just trying to be level-headed. Very positive. I'm trying to be level-headed. Yes. And I'm, remember I told you all yesterday, I'm not a discord guy. Yeah, yeah. I, my thing is a unify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring people together. All and right. educate people how to not throw cast stones. You're okay. right. That's what I'm doing. Well, let me Even you. though y'all was running. <laughs> I know. I don't know you're right. You're absolutely you right. You notice I said y'all that first. Wait, wait, wait. We're wrong. <laughs> when we come forward, <laughs> I've been I've been I've been watching these parole board hearings out of Louisiana. Oh. And I want to play one for you. And I want to see whether you guys would grant his parole. Okay. We're going to get to that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 15 <laughs> A safe place to go loud. loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Oh. Al Franklin did not grab any breasts. Yes, in my opinion, he did. And I, I am, look, I feel like he did get a raw deal, but it looked bad. And did he apologize? Because I yeah. think all he had to do was apologize. He shouldn't no, have been they, forced they, out of office. He, it was happened during the, the we were talking about uh, pictures and how they were misleading uh, sometimes. And, we, and uh, Al Franklin got caught up in a situation where he looked like he was grabbing, them. he was messing around with a Playboy bunny and looked like he was about to grab her breast. Somebody took a picture, and it's just bad timing. I think it was bad timing. Bad timing. But she came out with more to the story. Well, yeah, because she was trying to use that as clout because she was on KBC, conservative right wing, and he was the liberal Democrat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was a hit job on him. You know what I'm saying? And then she, she ended up losing her job. Yeah. And hasn't been Go seen figure. since. And that's what happens. All right. So listen, uh, I have been fascinated with the parole board out of Louisiana. They, they, when people go up to the parole board, they give their, they have it on Zoom now because of, I guess because of the pandemic. And, you know, I've always, I, you never, it's very interesting to see the questions that they ask, the demeanor of some of these, what are, I'm assuming are former judges that are sitting on the parole board, because some of these people put people behind bars. Um, and it's very interesting to see 
that. And I do want to say that some of these people belong behind bars. Oh, wow. I got to hear this. Yeah, some of them. um, And some of them, I believe, deserve a second chance. So here's a guy coming up for parole. I want to play it. I'm not going to tell you what he did. All I'm going to say, it was egregious. And I would love to hear what you guys would think. He has two years. He's he's he has he has two years left on his sentence. He's up for parole, and he has a extradition warrant out of Florida for him. This is in Louisiana. Can you let us know how long he's been in jail? If he's only got two years left, he's it's got to be maybe fifteen, twenty years, some somewhere around wow, there. Some, okay. it's, it's been some time. Okay. Some, some time for the crime. It had to be some crime for the time. Okay, or some time for the crime. So here we go. This is the parole board. Um, questioning him about his crime. How long have you been in jail on this charge? Uh, roughly almost 10 years. Okay. So they gave him 12. Then. And how old are you? 44. So you committed it when he was okay. 32. What's your educational level? I have a GED and I have a, a certificate in air conditioning and refrigeration. And what, did you get your GED while you was incarcerated? Yes, sir, I did. Was um, that where you were charged with aggravated incest of your daughter? Can you tell us what went on? Tell us what, what exactly went on, what happened? Uh, yes, sir. I came home from prison, and uh, I had a 13-year-old daughter who uh, I molested for my personal pleasure. Um, this went on for three years, 13 to 16. Um, I'm not, I, I won't get into the details, but I admit it. I did it. And, um, I, um, I don't know much more to say than that. I, I'm guilty. I confess. And I'm, I'm sorry it happened, you know. That's all I know now, to say about that. Was alcohol involved? One time it was, but no, sir, not most of the time. I was I was uh, not impaired most of the time. There was one time, but it, I wasn't inebriated. Did you give your daughter stuff to drink? I did, yes, sir. On all occasions or just that one time? Just... One time. First time. Pardon? Was that the first time? Uh, I believe that's the only time I've ever given her alcohol. Okay. Um, you have any other ch- uh, children, Mr. Atwell? No, sir, I don't. Um, you said you was in prison. Um were you still under supervision when this started? Yes, sir. It started almost immediately when I came home from prison. Okay. Um, and, and what you were in prison for, tell me a little bit about that offense. What happened? What you do? I had four counts of armed robbery. I uh, robbed four businesses in Baton Rouge. And uh, I was sentenced to 10 years for that. And what about the attempted first-degree murder? You shoot at somebody during one of these armed robberies? I was charged with that, but they they dropped that. They're, you know, I I didn't do that, but the cop said the officer said that I did shoot at him. But 
they they couldn't prove it and i don't remember doing that so uh they had to drop that charge but i was charged with that at first yes sir um you have strong opposition from the da the sheriff's office and the baton rouge pd you uh did you have do you have any family what's going to be your transition plan so and get this there's a christian woman who with her husband wanted wanting to take him in give him a job because she believes that there is some good in him and wants to uh uplift him so that he can become the man that he they all envision him to be what you want to hear his closing statement i do all right this is because his daughter is on the call too she spoke she didn't really have much to say other than this has traumatized her from the person that you love, you know, you know, and um, it's it's hard. And she opposes him getting out, along with the DA that wasn't here also. Yeah. Um, let me see if I get to face him. Let me, let me, I'm sorry, I want. The... So he can't really talk directly I to his daughter. So he he's speaking to the parole board, but his daughter's on the call watching it. So you know he's indirectly speaking to his daughter. So here we go. Is there anything you'd like to say before the board votes? Um. Yes, sir. I know I can't address the victim. I know that. But to the board, I'd like to say I've never been given a chance. She, she's more than a victim. She's my daughter. And I know I failed. I had my selfish ideas going on. I, I could only see myself. And I am so sorry. I want the board to know that I'm, a, I'm okay with doing another two years because I want her to heal. When I hear that she hasn't had counseling yet, I fall in love with counseling here and it's helped me. There's things I didn't even know about. I was very ignorant and I that hurts me that she hasn't got counseling yet. She needs that. And I don't have a problem doing another two years and I know I have to go to Florida. And the only thing I want her to know or to read the board, I'm not trying to address her, directly words are not enough to say i'm sorry i can't take it back i wish i could all i can do now is 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 i have actions i have to try to show how i've changed i want to be a better person i don't want to be this monster she needed me she just lost her mother and i came home to be a pervert and she needed me and i failed and I'm better than that. I can be better than that. I will be better than that. I can come back to Baton Rouge and be a productive citizen. I want to be involved in my community. But I need her to know that I failed and I'm sorry. And I all I can do now is ask for forgiveness. That's all I have to say. Do you grant parole? This is what the parole He's, board is dealing with. This is a very hard case because I'm like, is he is he giving contrition here because he wants to get out of jail? I mean, he's going to have to. There, there's a charge in Florida, I'm assuming, for the daughter. So I don't know what he's in jail for in Baton Rouge. I don't know if there's a parole violation where he had to go serve the original sentence out or they got him for this. I don't know. But Florida, for some reason, has their hands in, in his. They're going to extradite him to prosecute him for I don't know how it's multi-jurisdictional but what do you do this guy's coming up to you before the parole board he's seemingly spent 10 years in jail he's turned his life around do you he gets out in two years yeah no I I would say I'm sorry just two more years 
I mean, he's probably going to be in jail. He's probably going to be in jail for another 10, 15 years, depending on if if he gets it in Florida. Ah, uh, you know it. what I'm saying? And they probably waited until he was getting ready to get out of jail or the parole hearing to sit there and say, "We want to extradite him." I'd need to hear what the daughter had to say. I mean, because that's that that's three years of molestation of your own child. And I mean, I really believe just what I heard. He does sound sincere. I will say that he does sound sincere, but I don't know. I'd like to hear what the you daughter want, has to. You say. want to hear what the daughter has to say? I'd like to hear what the daughter. When has we come forward, I'll let you hear what the daughter has to say. And and I, if you want, I'll let you hear what the people who want to take him in. There's there's good people out in this uh, yeah, world that still want to take him in, give him a job, and love him to help him become productive. Well, and G- I, look, if Jesus would forgive him. Not like, my house, though. I know, I know. Jesus is a little bit more forgiving than me. Because I'm like, hey. <laughs> you sleeping with your daughter? You, you, you incest? That, that's sick. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you hear what the daughter says when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, 80. where truth prevails. The tricky station is down the dial. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right, so we're asking you, would you parole this guy? We're listening to a Louisiana parole board here, the case of an individual who is charged with incest uh, for basically raping his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, when he came home from prison. He readily admits that he's been serving 10 years in jail. He, I guess the sentence was 12 or 13 years total. Um, and so he's up for parole. Um, and you wanted to hear the daughter speak. I want to hear what the daughter has to say. Um, so here's the daughter speaking uh, out. She, along with the DA and the police department, are in strong opposition for this gentleman getting out of jail. Um, so here, here she goes. Her name is Brittany. I'm here. Is that well if you just tell us what you'd like us to know? I'm just still disgusted that I was sexualized by my own dad, somebody that I was supposed to trust and love. Um, I would like to forgive him. I don't know if I can still to this day. I I don't think I've healed from it. I haven't had any kind of counseling or anything. Um, It's really affected my mental health really bad and I mean, I don't really know what else to really say. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it. Mm. She needs counseling. She was 13. She's 20. Was she 23 now? 25 now. But, yeah, because he molested her from 13 to 16, right, for three years. Oh, no, so she's older than that She's 26, so she's she's hurting. So she's 28 now. Oh, she's 28. Yeah, because he's been in jail for twelve years already. Okay, okay, okay. So this is thirteen to sixteen. Yeah. And let's say he went to jail, he went to jail when she was sixteen, and she's twenty eight now. He's been in jail for twelve, or he's been he's been in jail. She's twenty six. Yeah, in jail for ten years. He has twelve years since. I'm I'm a firm no. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm a firm no. You just serve out the rest of your time. But 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 I'd like to hear what the Christian lady says. I mean, maybe that would make a difference. I don't know. Yeah, but how do you know how that lady, what her walk is like? That's true. We just don't know you, her walk. Yeah, just You're right. You proclaim to be absolutely uh, a, a Christian or Catholic, whatever religion doesn't right. mean your walk is that way. That could just be something you identify with. You're right. Yeah, I'm not going to let anybody else's view validate what I'm doing. First of all, I'm not the judge. Right. I'm not the jury. I'm mm-hmm. not the executioner. Right. But this is definitely not of God. This is evil. It is. Right. This is pure evil, and I can't condone evil. 
They, yeah, they, I'm um, do that. Here's what the lady had to say. I mean, she, this is a good, this is a woman here. I'm like, maybe the parole board needs to protect you from yourself because you you seem to be a little bit too giving here. Because she's really, I guess she knew him when he was 18. Oh, I see. So she's known him for a number of years, and they've got a family business, and I guess she, they were inviting him back to run it. But here's just a piece of what she had to say. My name is Nelda Kluot, and what I'd like you to know is that although I know he's done things that have he's sorry for, my hope and prayer is that at some point he becomes a... Instead of a menace to society, he becomes a viable person in society. I believe there's hope for everyone. I believe that all of us have things that we would like to change. My hope and prayer is that there is a change and that he becomes the person I believe he can be. Um, I'm grievously moved by this whole situation, but I met him when he was 18, and I believe love can change things, and if love can, I love him. I always say warts and all, and my hope is that Brittany can be healed from this awful, awful things too. So I, I don't know what else to say, but if support can help, then my husband and I want to be that support. I want him to get maybe additional counseling. I want him to be productive. It's amazing that there's still someone given the atrocities that he did towards his own daughter, willing to support him. That's got to be this woman's faith, and she's trying to do right uh, in the eyes of God by helping her man, regardless of what, or fellow man, regardless of what they've done. But you you look at the... But it, it makes me like she goes, my husband and I, and it just reminds me of, does, is your husband really on board with this? Because I can't imagine too many men, seriously, who would say, yeah, let's try to, you know, redeem him. Because listening to her, they want to try to help him further. I I don't know. He's got to stay in. I'm I'm convinced he's got to stay his two more years. So he's not. He can't move in with you. And you. Oh take God, him. no, <laughs> never. All right, more of this conversation when we come for us. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica. I'm increasingly weaponized and politicized in our community and in our country. Sometimes it's easier not to listen. But charitable listening is an act of generosity, a sign of respect. Just listen. When we listen actively, we surrender our own assumptions and notions to make space for the ideas of another. In times of turmoil, Just listen. listening is the only way forward. Thank you for listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Talk 1580. Talk 1580. Talk 1580. Listen. <laughs> Like, oh my God, let's get it all and like, <laughs> I went to Hot Dog and a Stick this weekend, like, oh, I got a lemonade, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
saw the movie Valley Girl, didn't you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Two Valley Girls, a Valley Girl and a Valley Guy in the studio with me. I'm from South LA. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, South LA with the Crenshaw High School. Oh, my bad, my bad. I forgot. But I went to Canoga as a freshman. Let's go to James real quick. James, what's going on? Hey, hey guys, how's hey. it going? Right. It's Miss Miss Krista. Yes. How are you doing? Good, I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Great. How are you? I I'm fine as always. Good. And I look fine too. <laughs> now this, you know, this 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 guy, this guy. We just played I a. Uh, hold on one second. We, we just we just played a uh, parole hearing from an uh, inmate in Louisiana who was in jail for uh, incest uh, for having sex with his right. daughter right when he got out of prison. And was the question was asking, would you would you parole him? They didn't parole him. Well, by the way. It, well, he's probably going to be struck out anyway because he go to Florida. I'm sure he has a felony case down there. Yep. That's why they asked for him. Yep. So, you know, with two felonies in Louisiana, they're going to felony, he's a done deal. Stick a fork in him. Well, you, but, mean, uh, you mean he's never going to get out of he's, Eventually he's going to get out of jail. I think he's, I don't think this is a life, a lifetime situation. No, but if you have three felonies with the three strike rules, it doesn't matter. He's got two felonies on him now. He goes down to Florida, and if that's a felony as well, that's third strike. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, you're right. That, you know, because that probably would be the third fel- felony. If, if, and I don't. I don't know. I was trying to find information about what the felon, what the actual Florida case was. All I know is that there was extradition uh, warrant that they were going to extradite him for, and it, it had something to do with this case. I don't know if it, he took over the case, state lines or, or what. You know, which brings up a whole another issue of like double jeopardy of him being. Tried for the same crime twice. I don't know if that's uh, and that's it's there's just some it's, it's complex. Well, he's a sick puppy, so you know he needs help. And no matter how much love and Christian love you give, or even uh, forgiveness, he, he has to ask for forgiveness, yeah. and he has to ask for from his daughter. And if his daughter is not going to forgive him, the only one he can ask for now is God. And God will forgive you, but it's still, you know, there's only one place you're going. But my next question is for Krista. Yes. Krista, how come I can't find a picture of you? Uh, you have to go to my Instagram. Just look. You can find me, Krista Garner. You'll or, just Google me. You'll see my picture. It's or very easy. if you go to her OnlyFans, Naked Cat Lady. <laughs> oh, wow. He Naked Cat Lady on OnlyFans. <laughs> Naked Cat Lady. Naked Cat Lady. Now, are you short? Are you short, Krista? Uh, I, I think I think I am. I've shrunk. Does yeah. somebody have a somebody has a a, a a crush on you here? Is that what's going on here? He's, he no, likes I'm just me. He's my friend. You know. Yeah. You know. She must sound like an attractive woman. I'm she is. Trying to, She's a very attractive you know, woman. Well, then, see, I can take your word for it. Yeah. I just want to see a picture of what you look like. Just, just but Google. But then when I come over to her house. <laughs> oh, whoa. Shots fired. Hold on now. But J- James, she's attractive, but like all attractive women, she's crazy. I am crazy. I do admit that. I know she's crazy. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. I admit it. I've been listening to you guys about eight or nine months now, and I, you know, I got a 10-foot pole, but still, I'm still a tree. <laughs> you still want to touch the fire when we told you you're going to get burnt, huh? That's what I'm telling you. People like crazy, and I well, embrace it. Well, you know, right. that, 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 is, that is our due. That is our due. 
We don't care. Never say no. All right. Search for Crystal on Facebook or on uh, on Instagram. Okay. Well, I don't do I don't do those things because that's too much. Headache. All right, well go. And, and, <laughs> well, I guess you're just really not motivated to see what she looks like. I, I can come down to the station. All right, all right. Well, bring wait, listen. Bring a donation when you're down here. Yes, Andy. Go on you. I oh yeah, go to our, go to 1580 YouTube. Go to KBLA 1580 on YouTube. She, there's videos of, of us on there. All right. All right. You guys have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Let's go to Sean in Oakland. What's going on, oh, Sean? Sean. Hey everybody. Hey. Uh, Krista, Daniel, and, and Don, to you too. Yeah, and you too. You yeah. know, I was going to add that, but <laughs> see, hey, Krista is hotter than a bandit oh, pistol. You're All sweet. Right, Sean. Let me tell you something. Sean's my now, friend. He's going to say anything nice. Well, but I'm telling the truth, and that's what I always try to do. But you guys are talking about this this guy that is, uh, you know. Um, molested is 13 year old at the time. And now she's older and all that. Yeah. So my thing is I'm with, uh, well, Don, I'm with you when you're saying, you know, Hey, I'm not Jesus. And Krista's saying he needs to do his full time. Cause I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that a hundred percent. I mean, here, here, I have a certain thing in my mind, this is personal. So it, it's just my opinion, but you know, when it comes to molesting children, or harming children, molesting and killing children. Yeah. You know, it may be a surprise. I'm actually for the death penalty in very rare oh, wow. situations. <laughs> see? Yeah. So you're for Not, the, you're, see? In this, you're for the you. death penalty. I, I agree only in very rare circumstances. So let me give you an example. So this guy, what, with what you've told me, no, I'm not for the death penalty for this guy. But he needs the maximum penalty. But... Scott Peterson, you know, does that name, name yeah. ring a bell? That, that's in my area, right? And, and by the way, people, most people don't know this. I mean, he's sitting in San Quentin right now or probably in one of the other highest. Uh, he was in San Quentin. He should be put to death, in my opinion. But guess what? That was all circumstantial evidence. There is not one physical link to him killing his pregnant wife, Lacey, and the baby. And we all know there's only one person who did it. There's only one person with a guilty conscience that tried to go to Mexico with all that money and all the others, you know, I'm not trying to relitigate the case. But my point is, is that why should he be getting three squares a day um, when we know he did that? And, um, and, and, you know, there are other people, you know, who um, are doing the right thing every single day and struggling without money and everything else that don't do these kinds of crimes. Now, I told you it's only in rare circumstances because we get it wrong, mm -hmm. and we get it wrong too often, and that's why overall I'm against it the way we, we duel out uh, you know, the, the death penalty. Like in Texas, you know, if you just are with five people and someone gets shot in a, a liquor store or something, you know, you know, it seems like people are getting put to death. That's not what I'm talking about. But our system does have flaws. It needs reform. But in, in a circumstance like Scott Peterson and this guy, when he goes to Florida, you know, he's a bad apple, right? I mean, he shouldn't be out there in society, in my opinion, because he's committed, you know, these kinds of crimes. And, yes, he sounded good, Krista, but I'll tell you what he didn't say. He didn't say, oh, my God, I cannot even believe for the life of me. There wasn't that emotion, that yeah. thing deep from his soul. Yeah. They convinced me he would never do it again. So anyway, 
but that's my two cents on that. And, uh, you know, I just, those are my biggest fears is anybody harming my children, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that, Sean. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. If he goes to Florida and is charged with incest, it's up to five years in prison, felony of the third degree, depending on, I guess, if it's a higher degree felony, um, but up to five years in prison. So he may be in jail for an additional five years. I guess they don't look at it as something as severe as murder. It's pretty darn bad. I just it's hard for me to understand how you could touch your child. And I think like like I agree with Sean with this and I've said this many times. When you hurt an innocent child, yeah. I do believe your punishment should be chop it off. <laughs> Get that thing, chop oh, it wow. off and mm. make them at least lick it if they don't eat it. This is uh, oh, wow. this is coming from a Christian person over here. Oh, wow. This is a Christian person here. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't. When you, Whatever when you, happened to all that love thy neighbor and let ye who without sin cast the first stone? This is Tuesday. Oh, God, <laughs> my bad. My bad. It's not Sunday. That's, that's a good one. Oh, Thank my you. goodness. You, don't have, you have no, do you have no forgiveness, right? For, for people who harm, especially if it's your own father, even your own mother. If your mother molests you and you are a, a, a young boy and you're damaged by it, you need to sew up her vagina so nobody oh, wow. can use it. Wow. Sew it up because there's something wrong with people like that. It's a mental illness, obviously, you know, but so that they can't do it again. Get rid of the good. Yeah, I, I just, it, it, trying to understand someone's mindset of why and how you could disassociate the paternal uh, love that you have for a child unless he just didn't really have that with her. I mean, he was in jail, and so maybe to him, that, that's my daughter, but there's no level of closeness as far as, like, that's, like, my kid. We don't know saying? his upbringing. Yeah, yeah we don't know. True. It starts don't at home. Yeah, right. Some people don't see a son, a daughter, or family as being sacred. Some people don't yeah. see yeah. that as being a blessing from God. True. Yeah. So we don't really know people's mind state. Right? Yeah, and then he was so. in jail for 10 years before he got out and molested her. So there's a whole 10 years and who knows what was happening during his juvenile years of, or in jail as a grown man, as a grown man. Yeah. So maybe he never really like, yeah, it's my daughter, but I don't know this girl at the end of the day, you know, but, but we're not condoning anything. No, 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 right? we're not no, but it's just, it's, it's just, just weird saying. trying to understand. Why would you mindset. do that? Why yeah. would you do something like that? Because you know, children are sacred. They're, they're, they're God's gift. They're mm -hmm. the future. They're, they're your own, reproduction you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's like you, you as a parent you want to take care and protect and nurture and and uh, help them grow so they can be productive and 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 um, um be good people in life and to sit there and and, and to take that trust that uh, society or or your your children have placed inside of you for being their father because she probably was like my dad's home yeah i'm 13 my dad's home and and then all of a sudden i get a horror sent from hell i think the bigger issue is He's going to get out. I know. It's a huge issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, within maybe seven years, he might be out of jail. Maybe maybe within 10, depending on what the Florida charges are, and if he pleads guilty to it. So the big question is, what do you do? What type you of done? reform is going on in jail prior to him getting out? Well, he's got his GED. He got oh, uh, wow. certified as a, a, a AC and repair guy. Yeah. 
Um, he definitely has some support on the outside that's going to try to help integrate him back into society. And he said he went through counseling, which he said helped him. Yeah, I mean, counseling is, a, is to me, counseling, I didn't really understand in my 20s what counseling and going to see a therapist mm-hmm. could do. Right. Um, and it's one of the greatest things that I, True. and I just pr- try to spread the word about it to everybody, that you should all, everybody should be in some type of therapy session, whether it's just a... You know, just once a month or once a year or just, you know, just a quick checkup or whatever or, or on a continuous basis uh, every week. I think it's a, it's a great benefit to you to have someone help you deal with things that you may not um, know you need that you are dealing with mm-hmm. or, or that you need help trying to work through, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, so maybe he did find some help in jail and, and that he didn't know that he was supposed to, not supposed to be doing these things. And, he, you know, in, in this, in, when they talked to him earlier, they talked to him, what did he, what did he learn in the classes? He talked about triggers, and uh, he also learned about uh, being assertive versus being aggressive um, and how his actions uh, are hurting, have hurt his... Because um, they ask you, how do you feel that your actions have affected your victim? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I probably have damaged her beyond repair. You know, I probably have messed up her ability to have uh, <clears throat> relationships with men. Um, and you know, and he and he he's, he gets teary eyed when he starts talking about it. But the gravity of this crime is such a hard thing that I would I would I just wouldn't want to trust him around any child or anything. And he's probably going to be labeled as a sexual predator for the rest oh, of his sure. life also. I was going to say the one thing I did admire was that the judge asked him, were you drinking? And he was, like, he, no. was he was very honest because the, there's people I know that have been molested by family members. Oh. And um, one of my closest friends, her uncle molested her, but I, that whole family had drinking problems. You know what I mean? And so she would always chalk it up to, well, he was drunk. It's almost like she made an excuse for it, yeah. you know? And I mean, that's, I guess, how she dealt with it. I, I That's what I'm going to assume. So I really appreciated him being honest because he could have lied and said, yeah, I was drunk every time. Hey, Francesca. JW, we'll get to your phone calls when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. The The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth, and being in debt to the IRS can have serious consequences. Oftentimes, it begins with the IRS sending you a collection letter and then escalates. And before you know it, they're garnishing your paychecks, seizing your bank accounts, even your home or business could be at risk. But thankfully, there's Optima Tax Relief, America's number one most trusted tax relief firm. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Their tax professionals have the expertise and experience to help you put your tax debt to rest. Call now and get your free consultation today. Call 800-919-9077. 800-919-9077. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. KBLA Talk 1580 is pleased to announce a can't-miss community event. It's a celebration. Welcome home, Mayor-elect Karen Bass. On Saturday, December 10th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., join KBLA Talk 1580 in Lamert Park at the intersection of Lamert and Vernon for this free public event 
as we celebrate Marilek Bass's historic victory. There'll be live performances from Brian McKnight, Huapalek, Club Nouveau, and more. There'll be food trucks and a diverse array of vendors along with the attendance and participation from community leaders, elected officials, celebrities, business owners, and other notables. KBLA Talk 1580 will host Marilek Bass on the main stage at 11 a.m. as we reflect on the importance of this moment and what it means for the black community, women, and all Angelinos who believe in the limitless potential of our amazing city. We look forward to celebrating with Mayor-elect Karen Bass and you, Saturday, December 10th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the intersection of Lamert and Vernon. It's a celebration. This is a community call to action from KBLA Talk 1580. We're going to celebrate your party with you. Come on, come on. Apologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's go to Francesca out in Alhambra. What's going on, Francesca? Hello, Don. Hello, guys. Uh, I'd like to interject my opinion. Yeah. I think uh, you mentioned that the guy got his GD in prison. GD, yeah. I don't care if he got. Yeah, I don't care if he got a PhD. I don't (laughs) care if he's making a million dollars somewhere. When you harm. Uh, a One child, that. you harm your own child. The damage that is done to that person cannot be undone. My opinion, this man should never, ever be released from prison. And I have heard more than one attorney. I like to watch the court TV shows. Yeah. Uh, I've heard more than one attorney, even a defense attorney, say there is a difference between a person being mentally sick and a person being genuinely evil. And also, there's a high recidivism. They will repeat that. They will repeat it. He should not be released from prison Even if he's uh, uh, under uh, 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 Eiffel Watch, he's on the sex offender list, because he's probably going to be all of that. No. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, because he has damaged that person. Hmm. That person is damaged for life. A, a pedophile... A, a, I mean, even if it's not his own relative, but especially when it's your your own relative, yeah. you will never, never forget that. That person is yeah. psychologically damaged. Till, nine, till they go to the grave, they're not going to forget it. Yeah. He should never be put out of prison. And I heard someone say, uh, oh, maybe you said, uh, what about don't judge and um, ca- don't cast, you know, what is the, the quote? Yeah, 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 you let you leave with who? Well, cast first stone. stone. <laughs> Yes, well, that doesn't apply to this. Okay. That doesn't apply to this. No. All right. The guy should never, never be released. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Francesca. I appreciate it. You know, that's interesting that she said that. Should there be some crimes that you just, like, should, should this be a crime that you never get out of jail for? <sighs> I mean, you know, it's such psychological, it's, it's not yeah. physical damage, but such psychological damage. It is. Um, that I mean, there is some physical uh, brutality here, but psychological damage that you're inflicting on an individual that they may or may not overcome throughout their lives you know and that's what that's a and she seems it's 10 years in and she still hasn't gotten any counseling that's a well see i'll tell you um as a child i was annoyed it was called child annoyance Mm -hmm. which i learned the term uh later in life and i'm still damaged by it 
I wasn't you child know, annoyance. Yeah, where the the he the, the this was a teenager. This was a teenage boy. He did it for many many years, and he just liked to uh, show me his private parts. Oh, oh wow! Okay, and that you you imagine me as a very young child. But you know, this type of thing goes on with a lot of women. I didn't I didn't really know until you start talking to women that they really? have dealt with some type of sexual assault, either through flashing or yeah. rape or or abuse, um, some or type abuse, of abuse, verbal or mental, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, yeah, it's weird that the, it, you never hear about it. But that's why we can't label women and put them in boxes no. either. Yeah, and that's why it's mm. important that we encourage them to speak up because you women don't say much a lot of the time for fear or just people for fear of embarrassment, judgment. Are they going to get blamed? Did I do this? Or men just not listening? They're listening, right? Yeah. And see, and That's I, big thing, yeah. I didn't tell my mom until I was fifteen because I kept having dreams about it. But this this guy was he was a teenager, and uh, his mother was my babysitter, but she was never home. So it was him and his sisters, and he thought it was fun to flash himself and dangle so his he private would, he parts. He would just be like, "Look here, Krista," and yeah. then flash you, and, and, then, and, 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 and then laugh, and, at and it. laugh, and I'd be sleeping, and I'd wake up to his private parts like literally in my face and he thought it was funny that to this day still damages me Uh, there's a lot of therapy that has not still been able to help me get over you know what he did because i'm a a child and i was like why was why did he do this to me especially because he was what i would consider the older kid and you when you're young you look up to the older kids uh this started i believe when i was six years old he was about 15 oh he should have have known oh yeah he should have been locked up yeah so you know and he had sisters there and i thought his sisters were my friends they were all like in middle school high school "Ah, it's just boys and be boys yeah exactly and it was it was funny to them and so it, it it traumatized me up until this day um let's get to let's see here let's get to charlene hi charlene yes hello how are you oh you know just playing your song (laughs) what's going on um yeah um when i was a child uh, you know there are men that park it in front of or near um, elementary schools and junior high schools and high schools, and they expose themselves. Um, that's still going on. Children. Or I remember that I remember hearing stories about this when I was younger. But that's still going on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. These guys at park um, when the kids are coming out of school, and maybe they get a stray uh, child that's going late or something. And you look in the car, and they got their doodad out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and no. I still remember that. I remember that from middle school. That happened to you? Yeah. All, yeah. Oh, no. But it happens to a lot of young girls. Uh, and maybe boys, too. But I wanted to call because um, I don't think these uh, child molesters should be let out. My brother, a man in the neighborhood got to my brother. And when he was uh, in junior high, I don't know what happened, but um, this man molested my brother. And my brother, it changed the course of his life. He he was engaged three times. He never went through with the wedding, weddings. And um, his fiance used to ask me, what's wrong with your brother? And I, I didn't know how to explain um, that he had been molested as a child. Um, it, it just, it, it just. It, it really did change the course of his life. Um, he wound up with a Charlene, Char- oh gosh, Charlene, hold, hold on, because I want to hear more about this when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. 
We don't try to be all things to all people. We just remain true to who we are. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Hey. Uh, let's get back to Charlene. Charlene was talking about, we, we've been you know, talking about uh, this uh, Louisiana Pro Board hearing a case for an individual who slept with a 13-year-old daughter and whether or not he should get parole. We're just trying to figure out, just you know, getting people's take on it. Um, should this guy get paroled? They denied his parole. Um, and we're talking about, you know, the psychological effects of um, sexual abuse when it comes to, um, you know, young kids and, and how you kind of live with it. And you were saying your brother was abused at a very young age and led to him three marriages, you said? Yeah, he was engaged three times. Three times? And um, three times. He never went through with the weddings. Uh, it was a very traumatic thing. But I think that these people suffer from this kind of mental psychological disorder. And even if they do get prison time, uh, eventually when they get out, uh, that impulse, whatever it is, takes over them. And they might want to do it again. Did you hear about that young little seven-year-old that was on her porch and um, the FedEx driver uh, saw her and grabbed her and kidnapped her? Yeah, she, and she, she wound up dead, right? Huh? She wound up dead, right? They, they found her dead, right? Yes. Yeah, she was dead. She, 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 they found her dead. And this guy, he had, I don't know how long ago he had done something similar to someone else uh, a little older. But the fact that he had that impulse to grab this little girl and um, kill her, kidnap her, and then kill her, you know, I think that these people, uh, they can't, I don't think they can control themselves. Maybe for a couple of years, a year, 10 years, 15 years, and then you hear about them going back out and uh, look at Dahmer. He, He killed somebody at 18 years old, a jogger, and nobody found out about it. And he went on to become uh, his thing just it just morphed. You know, he just kept going until it got worse and worse and worse. As you see, he killed a lot of people. But when he was 18 years old, he was driving and he saw this. You see this jogger every day, 18 year old jogger. And I don't know how he got the guy in the car or what happened, but he killed that guy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think they have impulses that they cannot control. Um, I, I, I'm just. Uh, they should not be let out. I, I, I agree with the last caller. They should not be let out of prison. Uh, they have a, a disorder. They don't know when it's going to take them over. You know, it's like a serial killer. He goes out, he gets his impulse. He's going to stab somebody in the back. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't live in New York right now because it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, you know, I, I, I still cry about my brother because, um, I don't know, he he must have bullied my brother into silence because my brother never told me till he was an adult what happened to him and um, it changed the course of his life. You know, it com- com- complete. Oh, we lost Charlene. Oh, there we go. What did you say? Huh? You said complete what? It changed his life completely. Yeah. It completely changed his life. He went in another direction completely. And um, because of this man, this, this neighborhood, this neighbor guy, yeah. I don't know who he was. My brother was even when he was an adult, he was even afraid to ma- tell them uh, tell me the man's name because I was going to go after him. But my brother was so scared. Uh, he he never he never wouldn't give me the man's name. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, wow, you know, this man, look what he did to my brother. My bro- That happened when he was a kid, and he's afraid of this adult to give this man, give me this man's Man. name. Yeah, because he probably does, it's probably embarrassment, it's probably shame, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like it's in the past, uh, you know, well, let's not bring it back up. Yeah, it was part of that, but. All right, I think we're losing Charlene. Let's go to JW uh, in L.A. Sorry, Charlene. Uh, real quick, go ahead, JW. Hey, yeah, okay, this is my point of view right here. First of all, I really sincerely believe that man was really honest and he was regretful because who would say they would want to stay an extra two years in the penitentiary just so they can give their daughter a chance to be able to heal and, and get some type of therapy? And what raises my um, question to make me um, curious is why she never got some type of therapy initially when uh, circumstances first took place. You know, it's very interesting. Her mother's dead, and then her father molested her, so I don't know if there's any other family, but you would have thought maybe the prosecutor's office could have helped her, mm-hmm. the assistant DA, who was advocating for her. Uh, uh, in opposition to him being released um, due to the uh, severity of the crime, would have right. maybe helped Child her get in some, or at least, you know, or at least got her in some victim right. advocate uh, type situation. You know, right, right. Child social services, the school, a neighbor, or whatever, another relative, a family member, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Seemed like she, she should have uh, communicated that in some type of way, form, or manner where they uh, recognize the signs or something. Mm-hmm. If she didn't say it outright and got help sooner. But anyway, moving along, when he made that comment about staying in two more extra years, and he did say he was sorry, but he had said, I can't speak to her directly because I guess she was on a video call or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, he, I think I it's really probably a no-contact order there where he can't really talk to her. Okay, well, I, I thought she was already in the court because I heard her voice. No, no, she was she was on the because call, but I, I, don't, I, I don't think he can have any contact with her. That's why he said. Yeah, that's why he was speaking to the board or directing his comments right, toward the board. Right, right. Of course, I understand. I comprehend. I assumed it was some type of video call yeah, or, yeah. or could have been a phone call. But the point is, I'm just saying that he generally said, nah, I don't need to be out. I'd rather do two extra years. And that's what really convinced me because who wants to do two more extra years in the penitentiary under that type of circumstances unless they have contrite uh, shame, guilt, uh, for, uh, um, they really changed their lives and converted and made came to their common sense and he matured and grew up and developed and realized his faults and his wrongs to say something like that. Because yeah. he said, I would rather do that just so she can be healed. Okay, so that's one point. As well as um, I really feel that um, I know only Jesus can forgive. Uh, us human beings, we are... We're finite, and we don't have mercy because most people say. I don't think we lost JW. Also, oh, JW, then we have problems with JW. Fire. We're gonna let JW go. All right, we we got you, man. You know, we 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 want Krista to to forgive. I, I agree with him. I mean, a lot of it sounded sincere. It really did. But at, at the same time, I, I still would have more questions. I agree. Why didn't she go to counseling? I mean, we, we can't shame the victim either because yeah. some people are just not ready. They're not ready to face what happened. But um, he did sound sincere. That's what 
what it, that's why this one specifically is hard for me personally. Yeah. But I still think two more years, you have two years, I, I say just to be safe, finish well, your two years. Would you parole them if they chop this junk off? Oh, definitely. Once you chop it off, yeah, all bets are off. You don't, you don't have to worry about it okay, anymore. Okay, I, I was just wondering if, that, if you know, those, those, so it's just chop it off. Chop it off. Hmm. And maybe these molesters wouldn't molest if you said we're chopping it off. Hmm. If you're found guilty, it's going away. Would you pay for his medical care? If, no. If he chopped it off? No. So he has, to, he has to chop it off and pay for his own medical care. Hey, afterward. that's a great idea. Oh, Make him pay for his own medical care after it's chopped <laughs> off. Why should we pay for it? All right, all right. We're the one that did it. All right. Well, I just want to, I just want to know where the line was at. That's all. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out. All right, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. loud. KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Be heard. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> now it's like take the bus. What? what? Uh, okay, JW's back. He just wants to ask you one question before we get out of here. Yes, JW. Well, yeah. Let me turn my radio down so I won't get my feedback. Yes. I wanted to ask Sister uh, a question. But actually, I wanted to set off air because I didn't want no copycat uh, repeat uh, situation. Well, you but got what you got. Now, go ahead and say it. What you want to say? Okay. Anyway, I had some bizarre happen at my next door neighbor's house. It was a cat head cut off clean. Yeah. And my, a cat head cut off? I've seen that. Yeah, I thought that was strange. And uh, between you, my uh, attendant had brought it to my attention and told me to come outside and look and say, man, that's real demonic. I said, wow. And I just assumed it was uh, a dog that probably t- tore the head off. You know how dogs can tear a cat apart. And I thought it would be some rugged edges. But when I bumped the head, it was a clean cut. And so I wanted to ask her, was she familiar with any type of uh, other uh, situations like that occurring, uh, you know, in various areas or something like that? To see, uh, it, you know, probably with cats and, and maybe communicate with other cat owners that maybe had something like that yes, take place. Yes, 100%. That happened to my mom. And I thought it was a coyote, but it was a clean cut. And it was thrown yeah. on her lawn, and we thought somebody's trying to do witchcraft. That's what we. That's what we thought. We thought this was a sign to her. We did not know it happened one time, and uh, yeah. it, because it was clean, we just thought that that we thought she was targeted. So we just right, kind right, of right, right, hung, right. hung out low, you know, because that that's real weird wow. when somebody does that. People do right. demonic I, activities like that. Right. I, I thought it was a practical joke or something like that that, that Alice and her kid would do, you know, some silly stupid stuff, you know. And they think it's fun. But yeah. my friend was saying, yeah, that's demonic and strange, but I've never heard of a cat, maybe a chicken or something like that, you know. Oh, they do it with chickens, but, too. Yeah. Chickens and okay, doves. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, okay, I would assume I would assume a, a chicken, you know, voodoo uh, and all that. JW, I got a cat. I, I got to go. I got this cat in the studio. I got to <laughs> get rid of. I'm sorry, JW. Be careful. All right. Thank you, JW. Hey, hey, don't chop off your head. Don't chop off your head. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try not to, JW. Thank you so much. JW goes on these rants. It's a long time. It's great. Love it. Yeah. Who would chop off a cat's head? I don't know. We, we really thought it was a coyote, but it was such a clean cut that it was definitely very specific and definitely geared towards my mom. The placement of it on her lawn was very strategic. So I, we just chalked it, chalked it up to witchcraft. Right. Somebody trying to, you know, scare us. Tomorrow we get into the story that Tiffany Haddish is going to be opening up a grocery store here in Los Angeles. 
Good for Tiffany Haddish. You know, I ain't mad at her. You know what I'm saying? Can I invest? I got like, let me put $20 in that or something like that. Come on. All right, don't forget that's community call to action for KBLA Talk 1580. If you'd like to become a vendor for our Welcome Home Mayor elect Karen Bass event in Historic Limerick Park, Saturday, December 10th, email us info at smileyaudiomedia.com. Now we'll get you all the details that you need. That's info at smileyaudiomedia.com. Info at smileyaudiomedia.com. Get you all the info you need on how to join us as a vendor at our Welcome Home Karen, uh, Mayor elect Karen Bass event, Saturday, December 10th in Limerick Park. This is a community call to action. You think she's going to be good for business? Hey, if you serve the people, I think it'll, it'll work. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, I hope. <laughs> yes. I, I really hope that she gets in yes. there and looks at yes. lowering the costs of uh, barriers. For yes. Just start businesses, keep your businesses going. Fresh expand. produce, fresh food. For, you yeah. know, get, get rid of the, a lot of the red tape. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with the city, like, why is it the cost of barrier entry into the city to do business is, like, expensive? Why is it so expensive to, you know, just to have, get permits and people to come out and check your business out it's just like what is what is up with but that? more so importantly don um you know serve the underserved for things that we don't have right yeah but we can't just be thirsty and needy if you're going to come to our community with goods and services make sure you come correct regardless mm-hmm. of who you are come in because all skin folk ain't, ain't kid folk really? and, and listen come and employ our people our you know who, exactly. who, who yeah. want who want who need a job you know what i'm saying who want and and uh, each one teach one you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know you, you got the game from somebody's you know pass the law pass it you know pass reciprocate. A, yeah reciprocate mm-hmm. come on now let's uh, let's make this bread to money I, uh, the bread together i saw a video and they were talking about jewish people and he said when there's one jewish person making money there's five other jewish people making money now this is a jewish person talking about this he said just because jewish people like to make money together you know, and I think we need to kind of get in the business of that in our communities of let's make money together. You know, let's help each other out. Let's pull resources, ideas, that intellectual capital that we can all share and spread. And it let's, starts at home. It starts at home. Build your collective culture. Your, your, your circle. Collective culture. Yes, absolutely. All right, the voice of reason on his way in. Yes, another hot topic alert. Here we go. Another hot topic alert. The Passport Bros Part 2. The Passport Bros Part 2. All right, so listen. Are black men opting out of relationships with black women over their feminist beliefs and general lack of respect? I think some young boys are, not men. Some young boys are. Are black men tired of black women's adherence to feminist beliefs? Some, Some young boys are. And then maybe some black men are, you know, that feminist belief might not, you know, coincide with my soul, my spirit. Uh, Has black women adherence to feminist beliefs lessened the respect black women should have for black men? Ooh. Ooh. And who are the passport pookies? (laughs) Passport pookies. What is a passport passport pookie? Is, are, are these the guys that go down and they pay to play? Is that what a passport pookie is? Or is it the women? Pookie is, I don't know. I don't know. That uh, Pookie's a guy's name. It's oh, is a, it? Yeah, okay. That's a hood. Yeah. That's a hood oh, name. Okay. You know, Pookie and them. Uh, New Jack City. Oh, oh, that's right. Is it easy to do business as an African American man in other countries? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it might be. And as the rise of passport bros come from the lack of respect coming from Black American women. I don't know. You know, it's a communication thing. I don't think all Black American women disrespect Black American men. Um, and vice versa. I think that there are some segments of it. You know, I, 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 uh, um, I've never lost my affection for black women at all. Um, 
I've been treated bad. I've been beat. I've been slandered. But I still love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just love torture. Has the ongoing gender war between black men and women caused the escalation of the passport bros? I think immaturity might have caused. And then also maybe a fantasy yeah. looking for a traditional marriage that has that is fading away. You know, I mean, you got to uh, listen just because you got to you cannot recognize that the world is moving forward and and things are changing and you have to kind of change with it. You can't get stuck in the past. And is the passport bros movement for men an escape from self-work? Ooh. For some I do believe it is. We're Don Amici versus everybody. Krista, Daniel. This week, we're here Monday through Friday from 4 to 7. The Voice of Reason coming up next on your KBLA Talk 1580. Bye. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.